0: Hello and welcome to the Daily Catholic Catechism Podcast. My name is Dan and it's a pleasure to have you here. It is July 7th and we will be reading paragraphs 1466 through 1473 today. And it is the 14th Sunday in Ordinary Time. So happy Sunday, everyone. I uh, hope you're able to go to Mass and enjoy the, the fruit of the, the holy sacrifice of the Mass. We are in the middle of the Sacrament of Confession. We'll finish up this little section on the minister of the sacrament and then start on the effects of the sacrament. uh, We're actually going to start with a section on indulgences as well today. So we begin, as always, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The confessor is not the master of God's forgiveness, but its servant. The minister of this sacrament should unite himself to the intention and charity of Christ. He should have a proven knowledge of Christian behavior, experience of human affairs, respect and sensitivity toward the one who has fallen. He must love the truth, be faithful to the magisterium of the Church, and lead the penitent with patience toward healing and full maturity. He must pray. And do penance for his penitent, entrusting him to the Lord's mercy. Given the delicacy and greatness of this ministry, and the respect due to persons, the Church declares that every priest who hears confessions is bound under very severe penalties to keep absolute secrecy regarding the sins that his penitents have confessed to him. He can make no use of knowledge that confession gives him about penitents' lives. This secret, which admits of no exceptions, is called the sacramental seal, because what the penitent has made known to the priest remains sealed by the sacrament. Roman numeral nine, the effects of this sacrament. The whole power of the sacrament of penance consists in restoring us to God's grace and joining us with him in an intimate friendship Reconciliation with God is thus the purpose and effect of this sacrament. For those who receive the sacrament of penance with contrite heart and religious disposition, reconciliation is usually followed by peace and serenity of conscience with strong spiritual consolation. Indeed, the sacrament of reconciliation with God brings about a true spiritual resurrection. Restoration of the dignity and blessings of the life of the children of God, of which the most precious is friendship with God. This sacrament reconciles us with the Church. Sin damages or even breaks fraternal communion. The sacrament of penance repairs or restores it. In this sense, it does not simply heal the one restored to ecclesial communion, but has also a revitalizing effect on the life of the Church, which suffered from the sin of one of her members. Re-established or strengthened in the communion of saints, the sinner is made stronger by the exchange of spiritual goods among all the living members of the body of Christ, whether still on pilgrimage or already in the heavenly homeland. It must be recalled that this reconciliation with God leads, as it were, to other reconciliations, which repair the other breaches caused by sin. The forgiven penitent is reconciled with himself in his inmost being, where he regains his inmost truth. He is reconciled with his brethren, whom he has in some way offended and wounded. He is reconciled with the Church. He is reconciled with all creation. In this sacrament, the sinner, placing himself before the merciful judgment of God, anticipates in a certain way the judgment to which he will be subjected at the end of his earthly life. For it is now, in this life, that we are offered the choice between life and death, and it is only by the road of conversion that we can enter the kingdom from which one is excluded by grave sin. In converting to Christ... Through penance and faith, the sinner passes from death to life, and does not come into judgment. Roman numeral 10, Indulgences. The doctrine and practice of indulgences in the Church are closely linked to the effects of the sacrament of penance. What is an indulgence? An indulgence is a remission before God of a temporal punishment due to sins, whose guilt has already been forgiven, which the faithful Christian who is duly disposed gains under certain prescribed conditions through the action of the Church, which, as the minister of redemption, dispenses and applies with authority the treasury of the satisfactions of Christ and the saints. An indulgence is partial or plenary, according, as it removes either part or all, of the temporal punishment due to sin. The faithful can gain indulgences for themselves, or apply them to the dead. The Punishments of Sin. To understand this doctrine and practice of the Church, it is necessary to understand that sin has a double consequence. Grave sin deprives us of communion with God, and therefore makes us incapable of eternal life, the privation of which is called the eternal punishment of sin. On the other hand, every sin, even venial, entails an unhealthy attachment to creatures, which must be purified either here on earth or after death in the state called purgatory. This purification frees one from what is called the temporal punishment of sin. These two punishments must not be conceived of as a kind of vengeance inflicted by God from without but as following from the very nature of sin. A conversion which proceeds from a fervent charity can attain the complete purification of the sinner in such a way that no punishment would remain. The forgiveness of sin and restoration of communion with God entail the remission of the eternal punishment of sin, but temporal punishment of sin remains. While patiently bearing sufferings and trials of all kinds, And when the day comes, serenely facing death, the Christian must strive to accept this temporal punishment of sin as a grace. He should strive by works of mercy and charity, as well as by prayer and the various practices of penance, to put off completely the old man and to put on the new man. Thus ends our reading today from the Catechism of the Catholic Church. The website is dailycatholiccatechism.com, and you can email me at dailycatholiccatechism at gmail.com. God bless you all, and may these teachings handed down by the Apostles of Christ strengthen your faith and lead you to everlasting life. Amen.